The IZ Robot Stuck at Home Show. Hey kids, it's me, IZ Robots, and I'm back for another exciting episode of the Stuck at Home Show. The show in which we are all stuck inside the house, unable to be free, but still, we're having fun, we're improving ourselves, we're, we're doing everything that we can to, like, stay positive and stay happy. I, I recently put out a call to you and y'all about, um, anything... Anything you might like to hear me talk about on the show. And I got I got a message from my dude, Sean. Sean's a show patron, great guy. I I love him to death. And he was like, hey man, why don't you talk about, like, the arcade situation in Northern California where I live? Why don't you tell us about what arcades you went to as a kid, things you did, places you played video games, and stuff like that. And I'm like, hey man, that's, uh, that's a really good idea. So why don't I... I'm going to start off with that. I... I recall that there was one main arcade in Santa Rosa that I went to, and this was the Aladdin's Castle in the Santa Rosa Plaza. It is, it was upstairs where the Victoria's Secret is now. It was on the side by the exit toward the uh, parking garage. And this place, this place was like a wonderland to me. I'm not even kidding. Every Wednesday... Me and my mom and my bro would go to the mall and eat food and shop around. My dad was working at night at the time in, in the city in San Francisco doing doing graphic design. And we, as like a treat, would go out every Wednesday and get something at the mall, like Uncle Sam's hamburgers or tacos or whatever. And then on the way out, my mom would give me and my bro a couple bucks to head over to Aladdin's Castle and kick it. I... I would always spend my couple bucks at Aladdin's Castle, but my bro from time to time would take it to the adult candy place and buy gummy bears, which which is fine. I get it. Gummy bears are good, but how how do gummy bears compare to a game of Tempest? But um, at any rate, that's his choice. He's a man. He can live his own life, but I used to love that Aladdin's Castle so bad. It was just, it was so fun, and it was so awesome. It was nice, and it was dark, and it was kind of seedy, and I just... I was enamored with that place from for, forever. I I love an arcade game. I am not, by any means, a good arcade player. To be honest, it could be said that I am a terrible arcade player. But I would love to just go in there and watch people play and just I, the environment. Just the whole the whole thing was really it was really like a magical time. I I think that's why we all reminisce about it so much. Video games were fun. You could get in for a quarter, and since the industry was, like, relatively new, there were game-changing game games. That wasn't even a good sense. There were game-changing games coming out all the time. I think you know what I mean. It was a new thing, man. So they were always they were always having these uh, exciting breakthroughs. Every time you went to the arcade, it was like there was some new exciting game there, you know? There was always, like, there was something dope. I... I look back at those days with such fondness. Just the sounds, the way the arcade sounded. There's... There's nothing like it today. Maybe like the Arcadia Retrocade, where my good dude uh, Vic Sage works in um, in Arkansas. But we don't have like a dope retro arcade around here. We have Scandia. Scandia is like a really great fun center. They call it a family fun center, and there are there's a lot of games in there. They don't have like the classic arcade cabinets, but they have they have a multitude of multicades, and they have all kinds of like new games and fun games and. 
it's it's all good. This is what um, Aladdin's Castle would have wound up being some point anyway. A more like redemption center game kind of place. I like to go there. I go there all the time. The kid. The kid 2.0. This is her hangout. Scandia, she is dying right now without being able to go there. They're closed like... Like everything else, I also used to play video games at the bowling alley. There was a bowling alley here in Rinkin Valley called uh, Holiday Bowl, and we would go there all the time. It was it was a bit of a trek on foot, easier on bike, but we would go there all the time and play pinball. We would play pinbot. We would play all kinds of games. I know they had a Miss Pac-Man machine. They had a Galaga machine that I remember distinctly near near my house. There was a round table pizza. The round table pizza is still there. And they still they still have like a little game room, but they have a claw machine in there. But at the time, they had three games in there. For the longest time, they had Pac-Man, the original Pac-Man, Galaga, and Donkey Kong. I mean, those are like the three classics, right? What more do you need than that? And a lot of times after school, we would we would dip over there and hang out and play some games for a while. I, I remember that with, like, incredible fondness. Every once in a while, we'd get a soda or something. We never had, like, much more than, like, a dollar or, like, 75 cents. But this this shopping center, I still live down the street from this shopping center, Montecito Shopping Center. It used to have A and B, and it had a Ben Franklin, which is where I bought, like, all my G.I. Joes as a kid. And then they had the round table pizza, that had video games and where Sunnyside Cottage is now. It's, a, it's like a cute little game, not game store, gift store. They have like, you know, kitschy little things and stuff. I, I do go there and buy presents every once in a while. But right where that was, there was a video store that we used to rent at. And at that time, that place was banging, dude. That whole shopping center was banging. We were just like hang out there. It's still banging. It has an Oliver's Market, which is like some kind of like health food market. And that's where the, that's where the gym is, the Stan Bennis gym that I that I hang and clang at is where the Ben Franklin used to be, but, um, it's not, it's not quite the, uh, the same. I also used to play video games at the 7-Eleven out on Highway 12. They had Road Blaster for, like, the longest, longest time. I, I was into Road Blaster. It's like a driving game where you, um, you have to shoot other cars and you grab these, uh, floating orbs that give you more, more gasoline. I guess they're, like, they're floating balls of gas, but you would do that, and I would hang out there a lot. I'm trying to think. We had the round table, the bowling alley, the 7-Eleven, and was there anywhere else? I know there was a bunch of video games at the movie theaters, the Summerfield movie theater, which was called Lakeside, but you couldn't just, like, go inside and play the games. But when we'd go there to see a movie, we would we would hang out and play. They had a, a pretty sizable collection. I think they had, like, six or seven games. Over the years, I've heard mention of a couple other arcades. Like, there was one downtown above Swenson's, where Swenson's used to be by UA6, where uh, me and my dude, Gino Vega, formed the Broom Tank Clan back in the day. And from what I've heard, there was an arcade upstairs there at one time. I never went there. My family didn't go downtown all that much. We live in Rincon Valley. Rincon Valley is, like, a good... 20 minutes from downtown, so we'd hardly ever go downtown. People in Rinkin Valley tend to stay in uh, in, in Rinkin Valley, so I've never been to that arcade, but I've heard people mention it. Anybody who's a longtime Santa Rosa resident who's listening right now, do you remember that arcade above Swenson's? I, I know not, but since we're breaking out of uh, Rinkin Valley a little bit, there used to be a convenience store called Merv's Little Super. 
and they used to hang out there and play video games a lot. They had like a whole like a whole room in the back that was games. Now it's a sandwich place called Ike's that the kid loves. She goes to Ike's all the time and gets up on these num num sandwiches. I think that might be it. Um, one last thing: we would go to Reno. A lot as a family, that was like like a little vacay we would do every once in a while. And we would stay at um, Circus Circus. And Circus Circus had like massive arcades. It was like so, it was like so much fun. We went there a couple years ago. And while it was still fun, it, it wasn't quite the same as it used to be. The, the underground arcade, they had an arcade upstairs. And then they had like the main floor with all like the carnival games. And then you could tuck de- duck down into a lower level. And there was like a whole nother arcade down there. And, and and that was all sealed up. So that was a bummer. But in in the day when we would go there, it was always it was always such a hoot because we'd go like a couple times a year and every time we'd go, it was so far in between trips that like the arcades would be redone. There were so many games coming out at the time that the turnover of the the cabinets was just just amazing. And I remember one time we went there and I saw Punch Out for the first time ever. And this this memory is like burned into my head. The thing that really caught my attention was the uh, there was one main monitor, and then there was a monitor up above, so other people could watch the person playing play the game. I thought that was like the coolest thing ever, and I could not wait to get my turn. And I I could never get past Bald Bull. I could knock out Glass Joe, and I could beat Piston Hurricane, but I could not ever get past Bald Bull when he would do that thing where he would like hop, hop, hop and then punch you, I would get nailed with it every time. I would either, like, forget to move, or I would move too early. Like, he'd be like, hop, hop, and I'd move, and then I'd be back in position, bazoom, to get knocked out. But it was still, it was still fun. Sean, my dude, I hope this answered uh, your question in a satisfactory sense. I appreciate you reaching out, man. I appreciate it. If you, if you have anything else you want me to talk about, hit me up at Robots on the tweets, Facebook.com backslash Icy Robots. Either one is great. Anybody out there, you got something you want me to talk about? Hit me up. I can't guarantee I'll do it, but I can guarantee I'll try. Let's head into a new segment we got called What Did Gino Vega Have for Lunch Yesterday? What did Gino Vega have for lunch yesterday? Hey, Icy Robots. This is I, Mr. Sensational Gino Vega, checking in with you from Sensational Manor, and I just wanted to drop you a line to let you know what I had for lunch yesterday. And what I had for lunch yesterday is something that I guess you have to call it a BT, because it was essentially a BLT, but there was no L. This sandwich was two slices of sourdough bread toasted with several pieces of bacon and kind of a clutch of... Um, yellow cherry tomatoes have been sliced. So BT. Pretty good, a little unwieldy because of the size of the cherry tomatoes. Some of them kind of went like falling out when you tried to take a bite. But overall, solid lunch on the source microphone scale with one being whatever one is and five being whatever five is. I'd give yesterday's BT a 3.5 mics. Catch you soon. Okie dokie, artichokey, we are back. Big shout out to our dude, Gino Vega. You can find him at Sensational Vega on the tweets. He's he's a good pal of mine, man. We go way back. Hold on, I'm away from the microphone. I am, I'm reaching for something. We have, we have an unboxing. I, I received something in the mail just a few moments ago that I, 
that I ordered on the online. Let me see. I, I've already opened it. I haven't looked inside of it. I just, I, I cut it open with my blade. With my switchblade. Let's see. This is some kind of weird cardboard. I don't even know what this packing material is. It's so... It's so interesting to see what people use for packing material. You know? Oh, the figure... The figure itself is wrapped in, um... Bubble wrap, which is nice. I... I save and reuse all my bubble wrap because I am always, 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 like, mailing stuff out. Honestly, I, I feel like I, I have, like, a shipping and receiving category to my life. But, um, inside the box, inside of a small plastic bag, is a G.I. Joe. A G.I. Joe that goes by the name of Muskrat. He is the G.I. Joe Swamp Specialist. He's... He's pretty cool, man. He's not one that I was, like, itching to get or anything like that. But I I saw him on the online, and I put a watch on him. And somebody sent me an offer for $12. $12 shipped. He, um, he, he's not complete. He comes with a knife, like a machete, like a swamp machete that is missing. But otherwise, he has everything. His, his joints are pretty good. I might switch out the O-ring at some point, but his... His joints are pretty good. He's not, he's, he's like visually in pretty decent shape. He has his, he has like a, like what they call a swamp skimmer. It's what we would call like a boogie board. And it has like a foot peg so you can stand on it, which is kind of neat because it can also be a stand. I don't have, I don't have nearly enough G.I. Joe stands. Check this out. Let me do a, a sidebar. I ordered a bag of G.I. Joe stands from, from China. And then I got them and they were not like, useful for, um, the, uh, 80s, like, three and three-quarter inch G.I. Joe of Real American Heroes, they, the peg was too big. It didn't work at all. You decimate your figures if you use these, and I, I sent a note to the company saying, hey, you know, I'd like to return these. They don't really fit, and they said, well, we'll give you a refund. You can just keep them, so I have them, and I, I've since learned that they will work with, like, the, the 25th anniversary Joes and, like, any of the later G.I. Joe's, but I don't have, I have like a couple of those, they're not something that I collect, so I had like, I had this whole bag of stands that I have no use for, I'm gonna end up tossing them, um, I guess, I, I seriously have no idea what I'm gonna do with these, there they are, they're sitting on top of a, a cabinet right near me, if this is something you would be interested in, if you're willing to like PayPal me the shipping for these, I'll send them to you, I don't want them, I'm gonna end up tossing them, if you're like, a 25th anniversary G.I. Joe collector, and this is something you want. I'll send them to you for, like, I don't know, $3.99. That's about what I estimate the shipping would be on these, like, first-class shipping. I'll send them to you if you want them. Let me know. Hit me up, tweet me, and then uh, I'll give you my PayPal. And you just send me, like, four bucks, and we'll call it... We'll call it even. I will... I'll use this box and this packing that Muskrat came in. So it'll be a, it'll be a win-win. Um, Muskrat has a shotgun, very similar to the one that Flint... Has. Let's see how well it goes into his hand. I'm always so cautious. I do not want to break their thumbs. Uh, it goes in. Goes in relatively easy. He's holding it right now. Doesn't. Doesn't go quite all the way. There we go. I got it in. Let me. Let me try his uh swamp skier thing. It fits into his back pretty well, like a backpack. That's pretty neat. As far as using it for a stand, it works for that as well. That's pretty cool. I like. I like having stands for my Joes, but I, I hardly have any. I I don't know, man. I'm so. I'm so behind the times in a lot of these things. I should have one for everybody because they're all, they're all at risk to like fall off a shelf. But I don't, I don't have the stands. Muskrat's cool though. He has like, um, 
He has like a bucket hat and a shotgun and a boogie board and like sleeves. He doesn't have any sleeves on his shirt, rather. I was going to say sleeveless. He's sleeveless. But um, I, I like him. For the price that I paid, he's definitely, definitely worth it and definitely cool. Um, I... I like the boogie board. Have you have you done this very much? We used to go to Santa Cruz once a summer when I was a kid, and we would always like uh, get those uh, styrofoam boogie boards from the um, like the bodegas that are there on the boardwalk, and we we would mess around with that. That was so fun. That was such a good time. Um, I remember when I was a kid, I thought that the water at Santa Cruz was like pretty warm and pretty decent, and it is. But the last time we went there, we went down to the um, to the ocean, and I was like, this water's freezing. Like, I dip my toes in it. I'm like, this water's freezing. It's full of, like, weird seaweed. There'd be no way I would, like, go in there now. I mean, I might, but it, it would be, it would take some doing. But as a kid, I would just, like, I would throw in my trunks, grab my boogie board, and I was out. I was, like, out. I would go in there, and I would have so much fun. When you're a kid, man, things are so different. You'll put up with so much more than you would have as an adult. I'll, I'll tell you, like, a quick sidebar on this. We're like, this is a sidebar of a sidebar. We were at Santa Cruz, and I was... I was doing the boogie board thing, and I'm, like, out there in the water, and a wave, like, came up behind me, right? And I usually, like, you try to time the waves and stuff, and I just wasn't paying attention. This wave hit me, and it caught me, like, perfectly. And it pushed me under. Like, it pushed me down into the bottom of the sea, down to Davy Jones's locker. And, like, my face hit the sand. And the sand under there is like, it can be pretty hard. Like if you just like connect with it. And my face got mushed into the sand like hard. And I was like, I was seeing stars. It was like a pretty, pretty hard hit. In like retrospect, I may have gotten like a minor concussion. I don't know. I've heard people say if you see stars, you have a concussion, but I don't know if that's true. But I, I hit my face and I was like, I was woozy under there. I remember this like I was, like, out, right? My hands were at my side, and I was under. The waves were pushing me under, right? And I I kind of have this weird phobia about, like, opening my eyes underwater. I don't really like to. It kind of creeps me out. So I I was under there, and I couldn't figure out what was going on, like, what was up and what was down. Because, like, you get rotated by, you know, by the currents, right? Like, they flip you about. And I was like, you're done for. You are done for. This is the it. There'll be no icy robots show in the future. You're done. You're done. But uh, luckily, like, another wave came, and it popped me out. It popped me straight up in the air. Otherwise, I would have been done for. It was it was so scary. Every once in a while, I'll have, like, a nightmare about that. I used to have them a lot more when I was younger, but um, it was it was pretty scary. I, I think that, like, as far as coming close to dying, that may have been the actual literal, like, closest I've ever come to, like, being dead. I'm sure there have been times with, like, cars... Everyone almost hit me or things like that. But um, this was this was pretty scary. But I, you know, I shook it off. I went right back in. Your boy's not a wuss. Your boy doesn't, uh, your boy doesn't give in to fear like that. I do totally. But uh, I, I was still, I was still a young kid. And you don't really, you don't really like have that kind of fear yet. As an adult, you'd never go in the ocean again. But as a kid, you're like, I'll sit on the beach for a few minutes. Let my concussion kind of go away. And then uh, I'll jump back in. But um, at any rate, muskrat's fun. I like him. I think he's dope. Uh, on my shelves, I have I have three separate shelves of actual G.I. Joe figures. Actual, factual figures. Right. One, four. As a, four. I have four. Two of them are Cobras and two are G.I. Joes. On one shelf, I have like one G.I. Joe Strike Force that is led by Duke. It's led by Duke and Scarlet. 
the other shelf is a task force led by Sergeant Slaughter and General Hawk. And as I buy one, they go on one shelf. And then the next time I buy another one, they go on the next shelf. So each each strike force is growing all the time. The last one that I got was who was it? Let me let me see. But I remember he went onto the top shelf. Oh, it was my kit bashed Cousteau. Cousteau signed with uh, the Duke-led team. The Duke-led team is pretty solid. It has Duke. It has the uh, Straight Arm Snake Eyes, Straight Arm Scarlet. It has Jinx. It has a Straight Arm Stalker. No, not a Straight Arm Stalker. It has a Straight Armed uh, Bazooka. It has all kinds of neat guys. The other squad is also pretty great. They have Snowjob. They have Scar. They have uh, Hawk. They have a different version of Snake Eyes. Each team is almost equal, but uh, Muskrat's going to be going on to the lower, the lower squad. His commander will be Hawk. His direct commander will be Sergeant Slaughter. He's going to bust you into shape, Muskrat. Get ready for that. This is the Icy Robot Stuck at Home Show. So hard running is out, and you got arthritis in your neck, and you got calcium deposits on most of your joints. So what we'll be calling on is good old-fashioned blunt force trauma, horsepower. Every time you hit him with his shot, horsepower, horsepower. It's good old-fashioned blunt force trauma, horsepower, horsepower. Heavy-duty cast iron, pile-driving punches, horsepower. Horsepower, blunt force trauma. Yeah, let's start building some hurting bombs. All right, it is me, and I am back for what is going to be our quarantine fitness initiative, the horsepower initiative, and where in which we are going to try to build up some strength. It's gonna, it's gonna be great. I realize, like, as we get older, as we uh, move along in life, it becomes harder to do things like run. Or to anything really that involves a lot of like flexibility or movement. But one thing that you can retain into like your dying days is your uh, your physical strength, your power, your horsepower, horsepower as it were. And we're gonna we're gonna do what we can as a team to try to, to try to like build on that, to try to move forward and to become like much stronger, much more together people. Now I realize that we're all in different levels of fitness. I myself, I I try to work out a lot, but I'm not going to say that I'm fit by any means. I'm not. I am not fit by any means, but I'm trying. I'm trying to get fit. I'm constantly trying to get better. I'm trying to get stronger, trying to get faster, trying to do all those things. I'm doing I'm doing my best. And that's all that I that I ask out of anybody out there, to be honest. Just do your best. If 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 you can do like a little bit of exercise, do a small bit. If you can do a lot of exercise, well, maybe don't overdo it, but do 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 enough. You know, this this initiative is going to be based around a certain thing that I've read in a professional wrestling biography. I cannot, for the life of me, remember whose biography it was, but in it he talked about this this old-timey wrestler workout that they would do on the road, and it involved push-ups, squats, and a deck of playing cards. The way that it goes like this is you get the cards, you get the 52 cards, and you pull one out. If it's a red card, you're going to do squats. If it's a black card... You're going to do push-ups, and you are going to do the amount that is on that card. For example, if you pull, like, a red card, a red, uh, let's say, five of diamonds, let's say. 
you're going to do five squats. If you pull, let's say, the five of spades, you're going to do five push-ups. And the way these guys would do it is they would go through the whole deck. But that's that's like a physical impossibility. It's not even it's not even anything that we can do, but we can we can give it a shot to do like a playing card an episode. And uh I don't know. Let's uh let's give it a shot. Let's give it a try. Let's see what happens. Let's uh let's get the Got the deck of cards right here in my, my hand. It's from a Sands Casino. We must have picked this up one time when we were in Reno. It's been it's been in the drawer for like forever. I, I had to like search and search and search. I knew we had one around here, but it's not. But it uh you know it's nice to have one around. So for the record, we're gonna go red equals squats and black equals push-ups. Despite anything that I said earlier, that is going to be the official red squats, black push-up. So here we go. Let's pull a card out. We can't look at it. It's got to be something. The first one is the two of hearts. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one to start with. So the two of hearts, that means that is a red card and we are going to have to do two squats. Now, what I mean by squat is just stand up straight, body, uh, you know, kind of up and down straight as best you can and just squat down to the ground, stand back up. Squat down, stand back up. This is not like the easiest thing in the world, especially if you don't have great knees. So you want to you wanna make sure to take it easy. I am awful at squats. My knees are shot. They're terrible. I, I cannot do them very well, but I try. I try. That's all you got to do. Try to do it twice. Try to do it twice. Go down as far as you can. Don't take it too far. Don't hurt yourself. Come back up. Now let's pull out another card. Here we go. Another, another easy one. Okay, maybe these aren't already even shuffled. This is the three of spades. That's, that's interesting. Two and three in a row. Not bad. So we're going to have to do three push-ups. Two squats, three push-ups. If you can't do full-on push-ups, I get it. I am awful at push-ups. They've never, not never, 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 never been an exercise that I excel at. I am terrible at them, even at my fittest. I couldn't really punch him out, so I dig it. So if this is something you have difficulty with, do push-ups on your knees. I have no problem with that. We're going to work ourselves up. It's going to be great. Do three on-your-knee push-ups. If that's too much, lean against a chair. Put a chair, you know, that, you, that it has nice stability. Kind of lean down on the top of it. Push yourself up three times. That's all it takes. It's good. You're going to get a little bit stronger just doing that. If you're If you're already fit, if you're like already buffed, you're jacked, and you're like way past this, you do what you think is good for you. You don't have to do the two. You don't have to do the three. If you can do 20, do 20. If you can do 30, do 30. Just you do what's good for you. But we got to start somewhere. And today we're going to start two of the squats, three of the push-ups. If you do this, I will be so proud of you. I will be so proud of you. Tweet me out. Tweet me out. I'll retweet you. I'll mention you on the show. I will I will give you kind words to pump you up because I think we could all come out of this fitter, better, smarter, cooler, nicer, kinder people than when we went in. We got all the time in the world to work on ourselves. So what we're going to do today, two of the squats, three of the push-ups, hit me up with a tweet. It is at ICRobots on the tweets. It's going to be great. I believe in you. Horsepower. Horsepower. All right, guys. It is me back again. Why do I say that whenever you guys know it's me? You know I'm back. I, I think we're going to get ready to head for the hills. I think we're going to get ready to call it a day. But before we do, um, as I am recording this, like right now, yesterday was Easter. 
right? And we were we were in the house. We made a lasagna. It wasn't like it wasn't the worst thing in the world, you know. I I would love to have seen my family, my extended family, my uncle, my cousin, my my baby nieces and nephews and everybody. We had plans to have everybody over, but it is what it is. You can't fret about it. You can't really like worry about it. We all we all wished it could have been more fun, but it is, you know, it is what it is, man. I hate to say it, but you, you gotta, you gotta accept the reality of it. But uh, we were in the house doing whatever we were doing, and I, I, I heard some family walking by the front of our house. A lot, a lot, a lot of families walk by the front of our house because we have the um little library up front right now. Why did I say right now? We've had it out front for like, like ever. But um, we have the, we have the library, and right now it's doing, it's a pretty good business. It's kind of taken on a life of its own. I haven't refilled it. In a while, and people are taking stuff, they're putting their own stuff in. It is jam-packed with kids' books right now, and I am so happy because the uh, you know the library system around here is shut down, and it's uh, it's nice to think that people are turning to the uh, the IC Robots Library Project as a alternative. But at any rate, there was there was a family walking by, and they pointed at my cat that was sitting in the window. My cat Banana. Banana has been with us. For going on 20 years now. She's she's very old. She's a calico, nice, pretty cat, good girl. I, I like her. And they they pointed at, at Banana and they said, Look, Mommy, that's Peanut. That's Peanut. You said that Peanut went to live on a farm, but Peanut lives there. And the mom looked and she goes, I don't I don't think that's Peanut. And the, the kid's like, No, that's Peanut. Let's go to the door and let's get Peanut. And I could hear this whole thing and I'm thinking... Are they going to come to my door? Did they think that, like, I took their cat or whatever? And I'm sitting there and I can hear the mom kind of hemming and hawing about, no, I don't, I don't think that's Peanut. And then it occurred to me, Peanut has passed away. It's sad. Peanut has gone off the earth up into the, uh, up into the heaven. And uh, the mom told the kids that Peanut went to live on a farm. And they, they think that, like, for whatever reason, Peanut lives in my house. Like, I have the farm. And the kids wanted to come up. They wanted to come up. They're like, let's go get Peanut, Mommy. Let's go get Peanut. And I was like, I was so sad. This was such a bummer. But uh, at the same time, a little bit funny. I hope they can find some 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 humor in it. It wasn't, wasn't funny, I guess, to the kids. But I, I, it was kind of funny to hear the mom in the situation of having to uh, dissuade the kids from running up to, to my door demanding that I give them Peanut. Honestly, if they would have asked, like, can we have Peanut? I go, oh, you want banana? Here you go. Take her away. She's a nice cat, but, uh, you know, we have too many right now. But, uh, anyway, this is me, Icy Robots. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get up out of here. This has been fun. It's been great. I'll talk to you guys again in a a few days. But, uh, until, until we meet again, do the time. Don't let the time do you. Times seem hard right now. But you gotta believe things are getting better. Birds are migrating again. Rains are back. Stuff's... Stuff's getting better. Things are getting better. This has been an IC Robots radio production.